What about me? What about me? Pay attention to Lee. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the cold open. (laughs) Do you know that feeling when everyone is talking about a movie that you haven't seen? Have you ever felt compelled to make some vague comments just so you can join in the conversation? Well, what if you were in too deep? Do you think you could convince everyone that you'd seen it? Or do you think your version would be so much better that no one would care? Here at Faking Movies, we're always the ones who haven't seen the movie. Anything you can do, I can do better. I can do anything better than you. Oh, you can. Yes, I can. Oh, you can. Yes, I can. Oh, you can. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Faking Movies. This is episode 160. Wow. 160. Um, <laughs> also, we, we tend to talk before we start just to kind of get some of the get some of the giggles out and, and be a little more professional. Uh, and, and we usually get going once we've we've hit like a nice spot where we feel comfortable and i feel like today we waited until we lost all semblance of energy because it looks like my dear friend zach and my dear friend seth are Mm -hmm. actually asleep right now at their computers like yeah (sighs) we are in the darkest of times yeah yeah it's it's true i don't know what happened because we were we were like fun and lively and then it just (laughs) we're talking about brains and stuff yeah Yeah, it just evaporated like a fart brains trains and automobiles that's what we were talking about Yeah. yeah Anyway, so yeah, you should check out our Twitter because Marielle works real hard on it. Um, <laughs> okay, yeah, mm-hmm. she. This is uh the quiet storm. Yeah, this is our low energy podcast. One hundred one point seven FM. <laughs> oh, count that seconds between the lightning. I was... It's 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 far off in the distance. You're fine. Yeah. No, we're really riders on the storm right now. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Fucking hate the doors. I also don't really care for the doors. Hmm. Oh. I don't know that I know anybody who likes I, them. Yeah, I don't think any human likes the doors. Yeah, I, would, I think I that was a phase, them. like Kerouac. There there uh, are there are point. teenage girls now that think that Jim Morrison's pretty cool, but they're wrong. Obviously. I mean, why don't they just masturbate to Skeletor? Like, what? What's the right. difference? Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Fully agree. Yeah. Break on through <laughs> to Eternia. <laughs> let's let's just do a bunch of doors covers <laughs> as Skeletor. I have to get much better at Skeletor, or one of you guys has to be good at it. Riders so. on the storm. Nope, that's wrong. That's not right. <laughs> I didn't want to say it, but <laughs> that was not good. Let's move on. Mostly, I can say yes. I mean, I can mostly do the uh, the what four non blondes song. Yeah, the 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 what's going on? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that was my college roommate and I and and mine. Uh, that was our uh, our house anthem. Oh, yeah. Was that it's a good, it's friend, a good friend of the friend of the show? Jess fucking tears it up on that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So good. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so fucking good. Uh, Lee, about four non blondes. Let's move on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, about. One guy who's not a blonde. Uh, what, what are you doing this week? Accurate. What are you doing? Yeah, Lee. Oh, what's up? I'm doing a movie, and I realize I didn't write down the actors or the the title on my notes here. Cool. Because uh, I kind of I kind of had to like I blasted this one out this morning after I got out of the shower, but before I went to work. Yeah. Um, okay. Why not? I can um, vaguely remember what actors we gave well, it's, you. It's the man, the man from Earth. 
That's the title? Correct. That is the title. Seth, you really right. have the actors? Because I also do not remember. Well, yeah. I think it's, it's, it's Tony Todd. Sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. Our candy sweet man candy himself. boy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, Richard Ryle, real? I think real, his name I is really, but uh, yeah. I'm not I didn't, actually sure how to pronounce his name. I didn't recognize this guy. I Google imaged him, oh, and really? I still don't know who he is. He's, he's in a like, bunch of stuff. He's like a guy that should have been oh, in oh, Cheers. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, no, no, no. I know who he is. He's the grandfather from Grounded for Life. He it's is, the other guy that I didn't recognize. He is the grandfather uh, from okay. Grounded for Life. He's in okay. Lethal Weapon 4, for instance. Sure. He's, uh, sure. he's in a lot of stuff. Like he's a real that guy, you know. Him. Yeah, yeah. He, he, yeah. him, I recognized. Uh-huh. Um, it, it's, it's the third person you gave me, John Billin, Billinsley. Billinsley, that I yes, don't, precisely. I didn't recognize. I guess you're not yeah. a huge Star Trek fan. Yeah, he played Doctor Flox in Enterprise. You know, yeah, you know that Star Trek that Enterprise. nobody gives a shit about. Yeah, yeah I mean, Enterprise <laughs> is by far the worst of the series. But yeah, you know, like if if you watched even an episode of that, I think like his mannerisms really come through, and you know, you like you know that that fucking under all of that makeup is this guy. Uh, if if you hmm. saw his human face, you'd be like, oh, that guy. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. After watching Enterprise, even even with or not, yeah. I mean, I I looked up <laughs> pictures of him. And I have no. He idea looks like an alien. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, um, did we give you anyone so else? Yeah, the, I don't remember. No, just just those three. Just, just three. the trace. Yeah. Okay. We were uh, we 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 vacillated this. on this one. Um, yeah. So okay. I mean, it's fine. Um, so I I'll, I will preface um, with I had this. This is gonna seem really topical, mm. far more so than we typically would do. Okay. And it's mostly because I've had this idea for a while, and I've wanted oh. to do this this movie idea for like months uh and i've been waiting for like a title that made sense and actors that made sense and when when you guys gave me tony todd i realized like this this movie idea i have is is gonna require someone that is a very like conscientious actor candy man a very a candy man yeah (laughs) someone someone who maybe doesn't like get a lot of mainstream credit for his Mm -hmm. like acting ability just because true Yes. Yeah, because yeah. like if you watch the 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 first specifically, o- the first... OG Candyman is such a good movie. It yeah. is such a subtle performance. Yeah, and yeah. Like, and it, you know, yeah. and so weirdly, I know Tony Todd from Star Trek. Um, oh well, there you go. Yeah, but really? he he plays Worf's brother. <laughs> oh shit! Wow. Yeah, okay. Worf's younger brother, because in Klingon society, of course, the older brother has, you know, Perdona's and everything like that. But anyway, he, he shows up a bunch in in Next Generation, and, like, it's always pretty good. So I think of him as, like, an actor who who can take, like, not necessarily very subtle... Mm-hmm like direction and turn it into something that actually makes you very like you can you have to think about what he's doing what he's putting out on screen like sure. uh sure. lee you're describing sorry you're describing exactly what happens in this actual movie by yeah the way. all right yeah, so yeah, he's yeah. like so basically what <laughs> you, i, you, I you, needed... like not to not to jump too far ahead but you definitely <laughs> are describing exactly what tony todd does in this movie it, so yeah. okay well sure so enough, what, I, what i wanted for this particular story and forgive me like as i i really just push this out just so i wouldn't lose it because mm-hmm. i never actually bothered to write it down even though i came up with it a long time ago sure sure um, sure, sure so i may backtrack a little and, and work around mm-hmm. um but mm-hmm. 
I needed a specific title that made sense for the type of movie I wanted to make, and I needed that to go along with an actor that uh, is maybe not super respected or thought of as like a good actor, but is really is actually really good. He has the yeah, chops. Yeah, he's got them. Because yeah. so. this and 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 as I was writing it out today, the fact that he also happens to be a black man ended up being even more important to my mm-hmm. idea than i really would have thought right if i had had a different actor in the role mm-hmm. like sure. um sure. anyway uh let me let me try to get through mine uh fairly quickly okay do you yeah. want us to interrupt you or no you could do whatever you want <laughs> <laughs> would you would you like us to be concert yeah like uh, Hold this on, is or... our this listen why let's uh, not change we don't have to change the world in one day uh, that's all i gotta say uh, fair enough fair enough yeah which uh actually kind of plays into my story yeah this isn't oh. the movie spice world let's move on <laughs> oh man i love that movie um <laughs> so <laughs> the man from earth mm-hmm. okay uh, so it is uh, the first two thirds of the movie. I'm gonna blast right through them. Okay. Uh, it's it's really like a pretty straightforward deep space sci-fi movie. There will be other cast members because we need a whole crew. Mm-hmm. Um, Richard Riley yeah, uh, is he's the voice coming at them from Mission Control back on Earth or wherever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tony Todd is like the second in command, and John Billingsley is the captain. Uh, it's a pretty standard nearish but far future deep spacecraft the you know you've seen it before it spins for gravity like mm-hmm. it's like it looks very used mm-hmm. you know um so this whole first two-thirds of the movie or so is, is just a lot of crew interactions and, and they all get really tense especially between richard and tony because richard's character is this shithead racist yep um and things <laughs> are about to come to blows uh in this like what you think is going to be the pivotal like scene in the movie when richard's voice cuts in over the comm system uh because they have in i've decided they have an ansible in this universe okay, like yeah, sure. if i'm making my sci-fi i get to do whatever i want yeah, and also um, like ansibles make things way easier yeah it makes yeah. the story easier to tell um, um <laughs> does everybody know what an ansible is I don't. I was okay. Just yeah, I thought you were it's, just uh, going. Ursula Le Guin. Guin yeah, I... <laughs> came up with the concept in the Left Hand of Darkness. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a basically a, a communication system that doesn't have to abide by relativity. Um, it's instantaneous. Right. It's a faster than life communication system, more or less. Okay. It's it's become a pretty big like mainstay in sci-fi. Like her her version of it has there's she. She has an entire another book about the development of it. Mm-hmm. Like what's the, uh, the Ursula, Ursula Le Guin is bar none my my one of my favorite authors. She's just sure, so oh, sure. hands good. down, hands down. Yeah. How uh, how is this abused? I guess is the like wh- what's the. I mean, in my story, it's just here so we don't have to like. So you build don't have to a... deal with like communication at sublight speed, right? So you don't yeah. have to deal with like communication from uh... Earth to you know an extrastellar system that like takes literally light years right yeah instead it's like oh earth like they have they have ansibles in star wars yeah they had ansibles in star wars they uh ender's game is full of ansibles Mm -hmm. like it's it's 
Okay. It's a pretty common trope at this point, just because it makes things way easier to actually tell a cohesive story. Sure. Yeah, because sure. for me, like the time dilation isn't something that it, my story is all that interested in at this yeah. point. At least, right? So, if you're doing like, like a hard, hard sci-fi, you probably wouldn't be able to pull off an Ansible very well. But right. Like I think right. I feel like any like moderately you know hard sci-fi is fine. Turgid sci-fi. Turgid sci-fi. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Uh, so so Richard's voice comes in over the comm system, and uh, they've they've picked up in the range of this ship, this strange asteroid. Um, it shows up on their scopes, and there's some weird like gravitational anomalies that they want them to go explore because this is uh, an exploration vessel. Mm-hmm. Basically, it's it's not a colony ship. This is more the ship that goes out to see, like the viability humans, of like a yeah colony, humans right? are going to be colonizing it's, it's a scout. the stars it's a scout. Like, yeah yeah it's a scout ship yeah. uh so tony before it can come to blows with john um he gets on like whatever lander type ship they have um because they're close enough that he can get to it uh and it's strange because this asteroid seems to have just come out of nowhere like there's no trajectory that makes sense but it's there did so it come from clendathu no, uh, the bugs have not sent this asteroid <laughs> okay. from Clendathen. Right. Yeah. Beans. Um, so this is where the actual movie kicks in. Mm-hmm. It feels kind of weird to say that two-thirds of a movie, and maybe it's just the first half. Sure, um, sure, sure. Don't really matter other than to set a tone. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this, like, this like animosity, like this kind of uncomfortable feeling the entire time, right? Yeah, um, so he exits his ship, uh, on the asteroid and there's a, a storm of dust and just blinding flashes that he's pushing through while he's looking at like some sensors um, and he's going toward this single steady light and the sensors are reading that it's safe there uh, so he's like well I may as well check it out as long as I can physically get through right um, and he enters this kind of like when he gets to the light he gets he enters in this like this kind of shielded outcropping of rock mm-hmm. um, that kind of protects him from the storm. Okay. And he gets in there, and as you know, everything clears a little, and and it's easier to see. He sees a door, and it's not a door built into the rock. It's just a freestanding door. That's not. There's no frame. No. Mm-hmm. Just a door. Okay. So. He opens, he stops radioing back when he sees this, because it's like, this is fucking crazy. They're never going to believe this. Mm-hmm. They um, think I'll have space madness. <laughs> yeah, and, and like or, or like maybe it's intuition that he knows. And also, like, maybe... I don't trust everybody back on the ship, because they're a bunch of it, fucking racists. Yeah. Exactly. Well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so for some reason, though, he turns off his sensors and decides to go through because mm-hmm. you know he does the he looks around and it's just there's just a door there but when he opens it he enters into a room and it's incredibly narrow it's almost like a hallway but it stretches past like any sense of a horizon and and now he's in just this completely different place mm-hmm. um and as he's looking down this hallway with just plain simple walls undecorated um he tilts his head up and he can just see infinity Mm -hmm. it's it's galaxies swirling overhead and it's silent but we can sense 
the sounds of this cosmic view like you know right there's like a there's like a weight to the visuals to the point where it's kind of deafening yes Mm -hmm. uh like you can feel the explosions Mm -hmm. so to speak like it's just like it's it's almost like viewing the universe sped up overhead right it's like things that take millions and billions of years in a human sense are just occurring Mm -hmm. and snapping in and out of existence cacophonous Mm -hmm. uh it's clearly the door is some sort of portal Mm -hmm. um and this is where we're going to be introduced to the aliens i really wasn't sure how i wanted to represent them Mm -hmm. uh because i think that doing like visual representations of aliens can be kind of silly sometimes if you skew too far away from humanoid but not too like the 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 aliens in arrival were really good because they're so unfamiliar Mm -hmm. i thought I, i i think you can do the best if you hide them well, and that's what I thought. But the other yeah. side of that is like sometimes when you just do a disembodied voice, it's not interesting. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. So it could just be like a shadowed figure that mm-hmm. has some like okay. vaguely humanoid feeling to it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Um, uh, and and we're gonna get them communicating through voiceover, which they explain is telepathy. So, sure. um, Tony will be we'll see him speaking because he has you know like a a visor on his helmet uh but we'll just be hearing their voices um and I was trying to decide like is this a voice the voice that I want should it be something that's like deep with gravitas or maybe something hollow that sounds like careful almost Mm. is really what I think would work better for I think this. I think something like at least if you're going the direction I think you are uh, I think something kind of delicate would be better. Mhm. I thought so too. Um so as they're speaking and explaining, you know, this is telepathy all that. Uh the hallway starts to zoom by. And the voice explains that Tony will be shown uh the capabilities and the cycles of human history. Uh, so we start seeing a flashing by us um, on the walls, the history of colonization and subjugation on planet Earth. Oh. So we'll begin with the ancient world and we're going to move through European colonization. We'll see like there's going to be faces put on it. Like we'll see Columbus cutting off hands of enslaved natives. Right. Oh. <laughs> uh, we're going to see scenes of the transatlantic slave trade. We're going to see sure. slavery in the United States. Mm-hmm. We'll see young men in their 20s dropping dead in diamond mines in brazil in the 1870s right uh, yeah, yeah, yeah we'll see the belgian congo and, and all these mutilated bodies and and racial violence in europe and america holocausts programs like mm-hmm. i'm focusing a lot on the western world here because this is what i studied right when I was this, in is grad the thing, school. this is the thing you know right certainly but it's certainly. it's going to be a a, a more world history view of all this horrible mm-hmm, stuff surely. Yeah. Uh, but it's the history of humanity at least according to these aliens violence yep. yes yeah, violence and racial racial racially violence. based violence yeah yeah um so tony as this is all going on and, and like i i imagine it would be kind of like in 2001 the space zach's favorite flights, movie yeah, the space flight <sighs> sequence, which is very like theirs is psychedelic and trippy. Mine would be awful. Right, awful right. Sure, it's going to be quite dramatic sounding. Yeah. And Tony, who is Tony Todd, is a black man, mm-hmm. uh, is in tears 
when we finally get back to him and he, he asks why he was shown this uh, and the voice tells him that earth is in a cycle of colonization and destruction and that's not going to stop when they expand into the universe um okay the future is not set but it can be pretty safely predicted and that's when the aliens lay out three choices uh to continue on this cycle um by allowing his shipmates to just continue on where earth will crush new worlds and subjugate even more people mm-hmm. uh allow these aliens to destroy the earth and end all this suffering because uh, they will not do it without consent interesting uh, or go back and lie to his crew and sabotage ah. the mission yeah, yeah. to give people on earth more time to save themselves uh and tony is weeping now and he asks why this must be put upon him um and the voice responds with that this is the place of its own people in the cycle this is what these aliens also do mm-hmm. ah. and that's when we cut to black um sure, and that's sure. it we don't know what happens it's Ooh. really Okay. pessimistic because it's dark i mean yeah. we yeah we record these so far in advance and like <laughs> obviously right now the, the like as we record this is you know in what the second week of major protests um certainly yeah. around around the world dealing with police violence and things like that yep um, and racial inequality in america that has never been addressed no uh, adequately um and when i thought of the idea for this movie a long time ago it was just like i want to make a movie where earth is out to colonize and they get shown that they are colonizers and that they're the worst kind of colonizers Mm -hmm. and that their existence is threatened by the same thing that they are yeah and i sat down i wrote this and i realized oh fuck in my movie things don't get better and it's set in the future and like uh here we are uh, here we are but like our the track record would say it's yeah, I mean it's uh it's uh not to not to use the, yeah it's a black mirror right it's a dark mirror yeah sure enough sure enough yeah I guess it is um so I I, I gave us a real bummer this week and I'm sorry about that uh, but it's like, okay there's it's, some horrible shit going on no I mean I pretty real like though that's that the zeitgeist good. also right yeah it's like sure. we're all feeling uncomfortable yep and that's one that's good especially us three white guys uh yep. feeling uncomfortable Super, yep. yep i mean i and i i think i brought this up before of like i feel like our generation really fucked it because we all got mad and didn't do shit yeah that... and now we have to support the people who are gonna do it yeah 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 yep so that was my movie where it all failed Ooh. and tony todd was forced to watch uh horrible atrocities yeah um that probably would have hit really close to home on his character. Um, yeah. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. yeah. So, goofs. Goofs and goofs and goofs oh, and goofs. Goofs. Yeah. Um, Speaking no, of... No, but it sounds very good. Like, I... Like, I mean, I... I feel like we all, three of us, do... When we do sci-fi, we do contemplative sci-fi. Oh, yeah. And I don't know if oh, yeah. we're just stuck in this loop for some reason or not. But, <laughs> like... Again, I think that that is, that is just our mental states right now, as we're very contemplative and certainly there are global events 
there are national events, there are local events. I mean, I I live in a place uh, where things are happening. Yep. Uh, and they're important things. So yeah, yeah. And we should, God, fucking white supremacist pieces of shit, <laughs> trash, garbage. I hate God. Um. Anyway. Goofs and goofs and goofs. Let's move on. Oh yeah, goofs. tell me, tell me, tell me about the real movie, yeah. and then I've got some hey. dessert if we have time. Uh, Perfect. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We probably do. Seth, do you have the I am to be? I sure do. Of this um, weird movie. Of this weird movie that was like surprisingly good. Like I was. Yeah, which one of you saw this movie first? Because exactly. I know one of you did. Yeah. I watched this movie. I think a couple months ago, and I recommended it because I it, it is very little known. Like, it, yeah, it doesn't it, have a lot of votes. No, it does not. Uh, and didn't make a lot of money either. It almost none. Yeah, and it um, had no budget. Yes, so. correct. Anyway, yeah, Here but um, it I was really surprised because I came into this being pretty annoyed and it turned out to be uh, pretty no not not bad yeah anyway so ali are you ready for this summary before we get too deep yes an impromptu (laughs) goodbye party for professor john oldman becomes a (laughs) mysterious interrogation after the retiring scholar reveals to his colleagues he has a longer and stranger past than they can imagine. Is he like uh, an immortal? Yeah, of course he is. There it is. His name is John Oldman. It... I... That is the most upsetting part about this movie, is they couldn't bother to fuck around with... Any subtlety whatsoever. He does. Yeah, he, he does talk sounds about like a real like first draft name. And yeah. It's like we'll fix it later. Yeah, he does have other pseudonyms throughout the movie. He does. Um, so he just so. Oh, I like I like the idea of his character has just gotten lazy over the oh, years. Oh no no like, ah, no they old man they actually deal with that at one point where oh, she's yeah. like oh, like yeah. w- one of one of the other characters that we didn't give you uh, or one of the other uh, actress a- actresses. She she was like. Are all of your names throughout history puns? <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, they are. Kinda, I, yeah. I love doing puns." And I'm like, "All right, I can appreciate that. I can appreciate it's... you doing it for the goof." All goofs. Yeah. Well, give me, give me a little more info. Yeah. Mostly, I want to know right. why he tells these specific people, and has he told people before? Right. That so. is a big part of the plot. That is the whole thing. Yeah. That's the whole thing. This is all a right. this is a bottle movie. It is. It is. It's a real my dinner with Andre. Yeah. Mm. Except with I'll have the fish. <laughs> Denali style. <laughs> I mean that it's implied. Yeah. Uh okay. So we open on David Lee Smith, who we did not give you. Mm-hmm. Because he hasn't his, been in much. Like his, this, this actor is n- not really well known. He's yeah. been in this and I think the weird sequel for this that there's a barely got made Jesus. yeah it's not great it's not great um but yeah it, we couldn't risk you googling him sure so. that's fair yeah he yeah. is in an episode of star trek voyager of course he was i yeah there's a lot of star trek in this movie turns out yeah there yeah. is <laughs> they actually make reference to star trek in in it later they tony do. todd makes reference to star trek mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
It's very good. I enjoyed it. It made me laugh. It was fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So he's packing uh, to move when his academic colleagues surprise him with a going away party. They're, it's like an impromptu, hey, we all showed up. We're going to do the thing. Well, but also sure, sure. like he, he they, they said that they had a going away for, party for him and he skipped it. Like sure. because he really wants to he really wants to Irish goodbye it. Yes. Well, for obvious reasons. Yeah, later. Yeah. But yeah. like his his whole thing was he was just gonna disappear in the middle of the night and not actually say goodbye to anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Well you gotta do that before the party. God, that's fucking he's, he's I know, immortal. He should a, know better. It's a real Bush League move, but like we're, what yeah. can I say? Wait wait till you heal more. Yeah. Uh, I've always so, been more a fan of uh, you put on Last Dance by uh, by Donna Summer and mm-hmm. then just dance out of the building during the song. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a good, quite plan. fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I like to do Last Kiss, but <laughs> oh, where, oh, where, where from, from, for Eddie Vedder or. Uh, no, Otis not Vedder. I don't know who did the. <laughs> I don't know who did the original. It's some, it's some doo-wop. Yeah, band. I don't know. Anyway, okay. it's a band from the past. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so they keep asking him why he's moving, and he finally gives up that he's a 14,000-year-old caveman. Yeah. Well, that's not possible, because the Earth is only 4,000 years Depends old. on your religious doctrine, yes. <laughs> it is highly religion-based, whether or not you are going to like this movie So he's or not. he's homo sapien sapien? No, he's not, he's not sapien sapien. He's, um, uh, what, what did they say he was? Cro-Magnum? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I think they say uh, Cro-Magnum. Yeah. He's not sapien sapiens, for sure. Right. Uh, so he moves every 10 years to cover this lack of aging problem. Like, obviously, if you know, and he's a professor. Yeah, he's a in professor this of history. timeline. In this yeah. timeline, he is. But like, again, he has to keep moving because, you know, so because well, he doesn't age. So he, yeah. he essentially every he, he tells he reveals to all of his friends. Oh, you know, every 10 years when people start to notice that I don't age, I just uproot and leave pick up and irish goodbye and it used to be yeah, way yeah. way easier before people paid that much attention but now yep. it's a lot harder yep so anyway continue zach yeah uh so he goes into his history uh well i guess the people ask a bunch of questions they're like so they're all academics is the yeah so so there's like a biology professor they're yeah. mostly anthropology professors there's oh wait do we want to get into the characters yet zach I, I we might as well. I, okay, I mean, so it's, it's fucking wild, <laughs> right? So so there's there's pretty much every academic department. Like there's there's um like I thought they were a married couple. It turns out they weren't. But there's uh, Ellen Crawford, who is you know some kind of anthropology professor, but is I don't know cultural maybe like a cultural anthropologist, yeah. but she yeah. clearly is not buying anything. Yep. We have John Bigglesley, who's a biologist, which I don't know why he's there. Um, we have a guy it, named. It, it must have been the smallest school in the world where they're like. I say, do, we do have... you guys remember being friends with people outside of your discipline? Right, yeah, yeah. Like, it, yeah, it was a high school. They were just like, oh, we have those eight professors, and they all hang out, and it's very cool. Yeah. We have we have uh, Tony Todd, who is like the most competent one like yep. he's he's an anthropology professor absolutely and like he's he's very stoic he's very analytical it's it's quite subtle but it's so well done like yep. I, he was 
I think I mean of course, but I think he was by far the the like the best acted part in this movie. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um we have Richard Reilly who's like a psychologist who shows up later because they call him because they think that this person is insane. Yeah. They Oh, that he lost They his think mind. that David yeah. Lee Smith has lost his mind and yeah. uh the, the the last the the well there's there's the anthropology like professor who who is the love interest who like literally has no no details like there's yeah. nothing about her other she than is, to be a love interest for she is the, she was un- the immortal boys love interest yeah she, she is unnamed female for sure yeah, yeah it's really so not... he does yeah. fuck yeah oh oh we'll Kinda? get to that yeah. We'll get to that. Was he the inspiration for Casanova? Probably. I mean, uh, was he the inspiration for Casanova Frankenstein from Mystery Man? Uh, <laughs> and the spleen, weirdly. Oh, yeah. it was both. Whoa. Um, and 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 then we have we have Professor uh, Art, uh, who's the cool professor who brought a student that he's fucking. Yeah. To this going away party. So he like rides up on a motorcycle and he's got a goatee and kinda longish white hair and he's like Oh god, I know this. Come on, babe. Seth and I talk to these anthropologists. Both both through this movie were like, Oh my god, these academic stereotypes are so spot on. It worked Mm, really, really well. So real. (laughs) Because for for instance, uh, Ellen Crawford's character is extremely religious, but yeah is also like oh i'm i'm a scientist and i'm willing to listen to other people's opinions and stuff like that but it isn't really true yep so like this 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 false uh you know white liberal narrative of being you know uh, a highly religious liberal and being so open to everything but really you're not right yeah that happens reasonably often um Anyway, so tell me, tell me about the crazy, uh, the crazy past stories. Right, Let's right. Blast through yeah. some of these. So right, here we, here we go. I just wanted to give you uh, the tableau of the past. We, yeah, the in in the, the first five minutes. Wait, they find the, they he's like jamming stuff into the back of his pickup, and he puts a. a what what all of his friends say is you know a, a recreation of a or a, a emulation of a Van Gogh. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And it it, turn, it turns, turns out, out it probably was <laughs> an unknown Van Gogh. Actually, Van Gogh. Yeah, Van Gogh. Sure. Okay, uh, Britain. Yeah. So here we go. Uh, he was originally a caveman. Uh, yep. Then he was a Sumerian. Then he was a Babylonian. So uh, he invented writing and codes. It. I yep. mean, he talks about co- meeting. It's gonna Hammurabi. get fucking wild. Yeah. Yeah. You like you, you like basically if it's in Western history, he talks about meeting people. Mm-hmm. Also, Eastern history. He was a disciple of the Buddha himself, apparently. Oh, yeah, yeah. that comes up. He he talks. Yeah, he talks about when he met the Buddha. Um, yep. And then we skip Siddhartha. We skip confusingly forward. Uh, he alleges he could have sailed with Columbus, but he didn't. I think a. Yeah, it's not entirely clear. He says he didn't come to uh to uh the new world so Yeah, to, speak. to the western hemisphere until yeah. um I think it was like uh like the 7th maybe the 18th century. 
It was it was just like a little like bit after the Rebels Colin McLeod, the Highlander. A little bit like I mean... Colin McLeod of the Clan McLeod. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The fabulous Freebirds were at Madison Square Garden. <laughs> yeah, sure enough. Yeah. Uh, and you know it was that year because it was the fa- yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so it's at this point when he's telling his whole story to all of these academics that uh, they are trying to bring their own doctrines into this. So the bio the biologist is like. Um. Yeah, cells. Your body would decay. Cells can't point. live for fourteen thousand years. Like, how would this work? Uh, and they're all doing their own thing and having this discussion. And and and, very... and John is being very very like subtle about it. He's letting them talk yeah. through it and argue with each other and argue with him. But he's really just being a sounding board, which is yeah. something I absolutely loved about this movie was the fact yes. that he was just sitting there answering questions in a very socratic way yep. like just they were just talking at him and he's like yeah maybe and then they talk themselves <laughs> out of it and then they move on and it then they talk at him and he says yeah maybe and then they yep. talk themselves out of it and it's really funly like it's really interestingly written in that way yeah which mm-hmm. i was incredibly surprised about i seth and i talk about this uh it was like if us three were to have a conversation about this kind of thing, it would. This movie was exactly how that would go. It was pretty good in that regard. Yeah, hmm. it it's fun. not like no one is stupid or like asking dumb questions. It's just everyone is. Asking they have the they have thing. their own agendas. They have their yeah. own like yeah. biases, uh, and it just kind of, yeah. It's 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 very interesting. Yeah. Uh, so eventually religion comes up and uh, shit gets real wild real quick. Um, mm-hmm. He reveals Buck that he wild? was, in fact, Jesus Christ himself. I knew you were going to say yeah. that. Yeah. I fucking yeah. knew yeah. it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but, you know, when that first came up, I was like, fuck. Yeah. Really? This? To be fair, this Ruined. is also quite yeah. late in the movie. I mean, it's yeah, like... It, it, it's, it's like, like two-thirds of the way, maybe three-quarters of the way through. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's pretty it's far deep. in. It's deep. Yeah. But I also was like, god damn it, really? Yeah. You know, it fits his, uh, his whole I only stay a little while thing. Jesus, right, exactly. ministry's only lasted three years, according to the Bible. Yeah. Turns out. Right, Turns out. yeah. So, well, and that that was his um, resurrection story. He's like, I can't die, and so I was resurrected because I literally can't die. Yeah, yeah. he's like, I wasn't dead. <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> like, I yeah. pretended to be dead so yep. that they would forget that I like, so they would bury me. But then people were so into my message that, yeah, doesn't it doesn't account for all of the um, wizard magic that teen Jesus has in the uh, the Gnostic Gospels. <laughs> sure, but... sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, he didn't he didn't talk about that wizard magic, nor the <laughs> nor the missing thirty three years or whatever, or the missing uh, what what is it ten, twenty years? 20 I think. Years? Uh, yeah, I don't remember. Because it go. I think no. I think he's like thirteen when it stops covering his so life. So twenty and years. Then it shows right. back up again at thirty. Oh sure, yeah. yeah. So it's a seventeen years. Yeah, the seventeen year gap. Um, yeah. Which is mm-hmm. what I took after high school. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> I'm I'm actually like fifty. I buy that. We're timeless, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. like Steve Zahn. Mm-hmm. They so really should have gotten Steve Zahn to play this character. By the way, right. fuck, it but, is oh, his oh, actual so story. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. Yeah. Uh, so you can imagine at this point, there's a lot of uh, 
everyone's like calling bullshit and questioning. Everybody's been calling bullshit the entire time, by the way. Right. But also, they're all, they're all academics, though, so it's fun because they call bullshit, but, but they're they, also having fun. Yeah, they call yeah. bullshit in a fun way where they're like, hey, this might be a cool thought experiment. Like, let's see. Yeah, where you kind of get like exquisite corpsey, like, uh, you know, yeah. like you get uh, surrealist game sort of vibes off of it like yeah i've definitely yeah. done this with oh, academic yeah. friends i've done it with you guys shit certainly yeah. um it gets kind of real uh people richard... are having their faith tested you know yeah mm-hmm. uh richard real especially um he is the psychologist and he comes in to uh you know, because somebody called to him keep it they... real Somebody called him to be Indeed, like, is it, does this guy have to get, you know... Does he need to be committed? Oh, do we have to commit this yeah, guy? exactly. Yeah. Like, is he a danger to himself? Is he a danger to others? That sort of right. stuff. And so so Richard Real, really, however we say his name, sure. he he is there to assess whether I or not... really want to know. Yeah. Wow, and right. this, this is where the movie was going so well and then fucked itself. Yeah. Uh, we find out that his wife just died and yeah uh, Mm -hmm. oops now his like cosmic religious whatever is being called into question and he brings a gun and it it all gets really fucking weird all of a sudden yeah he's he's talking about the immortal guy no no the richard really the psychologist brings a gun and uh his wife had died the day previous and he shows up to this you know ostensible party and is like, oh, you know, I'm being super tense and not terribly well written. Um, yeah. And then, like, is yeah. pointing a gun and is like, if I shoot you, Mr. Immortal, like, what happens? If I shoot you in the arm, if I shoot you in the face. And he's, like, pointing it, he's brandishing a gun. Yeah. And then he, it's, all right, so the dialogue is super stilted at this point, And I kind of hated yep. it. <laughs> yep. yep. Uh, it seemed like a, a bridge too far, but uh, yeah. he eventually like relinquishes the gun, and and at this point, almost nobody knows that his wife died, and so Jesus runs outside and like comforts him for a second, yeah. and then he drives off, and and then they come back, and then they sit around and have more conversations for the next like five hours. But yes, and then we find out uh, that Richard Reels. Uh, father was, I guess, a professor of some variety, right? At, yep. Uh, Turns out, of it, anthropology at Harvard. It was Jesus guy, our main character, it was, and he goes, he "Oh wait, you're my dad." Oh shit. Yeah, he, he shows back up later. So basically, like yeah. he shows up, he brandishes a gun, he runs away, and then he comes back like five hours later. And then everybody is in and like accosts everybody again and it's like, oh hey, you know, if you're really immortal, prove it, blah blah blah. And if, and at this point, uh Jesus uh or or what what was the what was the term I gave no, to him? I, I think Jesus is correct in this yeah. context, yeah. Jesus, <laughs> at this point Jesus uh, like basically says, Oh no, it was all a joke. I was just kidding. Um, right, he he he's copping out of it cause he because he realizes like everyone wanna, is freaking out. I don't want to saddle these people with this burden of the right. Mental he, he says thing. that he is he yeah. is he is only like maybe twice revealed these sorts of details to people, sure. and it has never turned out right. And he tried again because he cares about these people. Right, right. 
and so he he essentially like is like oh no it's all it's all lies it's all fake of course the love interest sees through it but that that doesn't really matter at all but um basically he's like oh uh haha fooled you i was just doing a thought experiment hey super religious lady that i totally fucked up Yep. Um, I'm sorry. Hey, you're hey Tony so Todd, much. it's fine. Uh, it's who fine. is super analytical and was very thoughtful about this sort of thing, is now quite angry that I tricked him. Yep. Uh, I think I think Tony Todd literally says like I never want to talk to you again. Yeah, he like, says you fuck suck. You. Yeah, he's like terrible. you son of a bitch, and that's what <laughs> yeah. he does. Forgive him in the next like five minutes or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, and then Richard Reilly shows up. Uh, and like after, after, or at the time that Jesus is like, oh, ha, I fooled you because everybody is like visibly, viscerally upset. upset. Yeah. It's for the greater good if I just lie. Yeah. Um, and then we have the incredibly stupid ending where Richard really reveals that his father disappeared when he was 10 years old and, uh, it turns out that Jesus was his father our, and then he our, dies. Our sweet boy is, uh, his father. Yeah. And then Richard really dies of a heart attack. Wow. Yeah. And, and then oh, boy. John and the love interest drive off and that's the end of the movie. Well, they, they drive off. So he, he drives off to go to his new life and then he stops and he turns around and comes back for the love interest and goes, oh, like, I've never done this thing before. Like, I always run off because I can't trust any human with this dark passenger secret, whatever. Mm-hmm. Comes back for the lady and is like, all right, we're going to do it this time, I guess. I yeah, we'll try. Oh, he's like, I'll be around for maybe 20 years. And then we'll, then that's what you right. got. Yeah. And she's like, I'm cool with that. And yeah. Whatever. But... Hmm. The thing the thing about this though is that while I don't terribly enjoy any kind of religious stuff the philosophy that is exposed in this is the version of Christianity that I actually like oh, which yeah. is you mean don't the, be a the dick sermon in the ma- yeah it's the sermon, sermon it's the, the sermon on the mount yeah. yeah absolutely and, yeah so they're like testing him like this entire time after he reveals he's Jesus and he's like yeah you know I hate the thing that the church has become. I hate organized religion. What my whole philosophy is, is consistent with the Buddha stuff, because it came from the Buddha, literally. Yep, yep. yep. Don't be a dick. Like, yep. just, just, like, care about other people. And that's mm-hmm. all I ever said, and that's all I ever wanted, and then people turned it into this whole thing. And that is the version of Christianity that I actually have respect for. Oh, yeah. I wonder how many popes he killed. I mean, probably like <laughs> five or six. Hundred. Yeah. At least. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, like, it was it was weird because, like, it's the kind of religion that I actually like, which is a personal yeah. philosophy based upon research and based upon, like, researching and understanding and thinking and not about doctrine. I and mean, that- so, like, it was good. That was his whole point. He's like, uh, they've bastardized whatever my thing was as literal Jesus. And now we've come to this point. I, I think, uh, Seth, you and I talked about, um, this is the fun part about this movie is the discourse is exactly the thing that all three of us would do when presented with this kind of insane conundrum. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
Like it's like okay, you're saying you're Jesus. That's fucking all right. Weird. Then but, let's, all right, let's. How do let's, we deal with this? <laughs> yeah, let's play in this space. Yeah, they um, they do it in a very academic, very and it's like, and it's fun. And Tony Todd, like Tony Todd's performance yeah. is wonderful. Like I obviously like the lowest point is uh, horny fucks a student professor, who's just like yeah, yeah. has animosity I the mean, whole time. He was. I, I, you may have told me what kind of professor he was, but he he was an English professor, wasn't he? Uh, yeah, I think he was. <sighs> yeah, probably. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I mean, we all feel yeah, we all feel that I deep mean. in our bones because <laughs> we have all met that person. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. The the specific version that I know by name <laughs> uh, has a very famous book that's sitting on a bookshelf in my house right oh. now. I mean, I you know. <laughs> I also was thinking of that specific professor, who I also uh-huh. know by name. I I think I've met him maybe twice, but like, yep, I know exactly who you're talking about, and I know that he fucks his students. Sure do. Bummer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wicked bummer. <laughs> um. Anyway, like it, like this so this movie, like we're... I felt so, I was annoyed to start, and then like f- maybe five minutes in, in I was like, oh hey, you know what? It's okay. And then I was like, all right, I get what this philosophy, I, I enjoy this academic discourse. So I wasn't nearly as annoyed because I was, like, at a certain point, I was very afraid that it was just going to be a, a, a Christian Mingles commercial. Uh, oh, <laughs> jag off, yeah. Yeah, it was really going <laughs> to yeah. be a jag off. <laughs> but it turned out to be fine. Yeah. Like, the ending was yeah. shitty. But in general, and it's yeah. quite short, it's like 89 minutes. Oh yeah. So, uh, the soundtrack. I need to ask about the soundtrack. Oh, that was bad. At does, any point, does not exist. Uh, oh, they, I was gonna say, they, at any point, do this, they play personal movie, Jesus? This movie cost two hundred thousand dollars to make. Right. It was a pet project. Mm-hmm. In the absolute purest sense. Yeah, I think yeah. they did some, some maybe some Deus Aria. I don't, I don't remember exactly. Yeah. Um, it, so they don't play any Depeche. It, oh, they no. they do. Uh, they do. There's no personal Jesus. If oh fuck. Well, now that you say it, I mean, <laughs> like if he drives off with the love interest at the end, and oh, personal Jesus is playing on the radio as they really drive away. Good. No, it's unfortunately, really <laughs> as they drive off, they play a bespoke song written by the director. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe the writer Boy. i i don't remember um yeah. which which one this guy is uh so this th- is the th- director yes the director yeah. a bespoke song written by the director this is a weird cult movie that and barely Beethoven, exists but <laughs> barely exists um yeah it was yeah yeah it sounds like it's it's a like a a competent a far more competent Neil Breen movie. Yeah, that's or essentially like, what it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Or like Frank D'Angelo. Yeah, or, yeah or, it's yeah. it's yeah. like it's not all right, so it's not super well written. No. But but for the most well, what actors are competent are very, very competent. And yeah. like also the the underlying so it's not the screenplay isn't good, but the concept is quite good, I think. Yeah. Sure, it's got good bones. I would say, right? It's a competently, 
a, it's it's a competent competently um, 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 executed movie. Right. It's the, not of super high quality, but things about it. Right. Are. And Definitely. so, like, I think yeah. something early on that Zach said to me is it's very amateurish, and I was like, all yeah. right, yeah, it is. It's it's like, yeah, just as you say, it's it's competently executed, but not professionally done. Yeah. 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 Um, it's like if we. If someone gave us equipment and money, yeah, to make one of the movies we've done on this show, it's what we would have. That is exactly what I said to Zach. Yeah, yeah, that that is <laughs> so true. It, it is like the best conceived idea, but so poorly executed. But none of us have any experience in yes. writing a screenplay yeah, yeah. It, or writing dialogue. It's like, oh, or I filming like the thing movie. so much, but. God damn, they fucked it up kind of bad. Yeah. It reminded <laughs> me a lot of uh, My Electric Horseman. Okay. okay. If, you, oh, if you remember what my, was yours? my Four Men of the Apocalypse. Yes. Oh, yeah. Right right in, they all, and they were all sitting around discussing the future what time. the world yeah. Right. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. but sure. like in my in my thing, there was a lot of flashbacks and things. But in, in this, it was just conversation. Yeah. There were no flashbacks. Just storytelling because because they didn't have any money Precisely. to make right. the movie. Right. Yeah. right. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, should we rate? I feel like there was some other point that I wanted to talk about. But... I, the only other notable thing is that every single person in this movie has had a Star Trek something in their life. Oh, really? They've all been in some Star Trek, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Tony Tony Todd, for instance, like, after Jesus reveals himself, is like, or after Jesus first reveals himself and then says, haha, no, I was joking, then he's super pissed off, but when he forgives Jesus, he says, oh, I'm just gonna go home and watch some Star Trek, because it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Tony Todd has been in Star Trek, uh, what's his Billingsley was Star Trek... I think uh, the director even directed some sort of TNG or something. I don't know. No, like, maybe. I didn't look into that. The whole cast is Star Trek. So there's a lot of Star Trek. Yeah, there's a lot of Star Trek. Yeah. It's a it's good good philosophy. Again, uh, the so the movie cost $200,000 to make. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is nothing. <laughs> um yeah, Zach, let's sell your house so we can make right, it. Right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I don't Let's think, make a remake of this. I don't think it made any money. Uh, they did make a sequel. Uh, they, I think, kickstarted something in like 2015. No. Did not go super good, I think. I don't know. This, yeah. apparently, the screenwriter had been working on this for 40 years. His father was the guy who wrote a sci fi novel. Who was immortal mm-hmm. something big his father was the guy who was immortal oh, that 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 is a thing what what, yeah. what i immediately you know maybe in the first five minutes uh of this movie i was like oh yeah this guy is clearly immortal right oh, i yeah. i send that to zach because of course <laughs> um but it reminded me of um lee do you know who uh vandal savage is from the dc universe from fucking dc hell yeah yeah which which like for instance in the animated uh justice league there are some incredibly good arcs talking about vandal savage but like that's essentially the situation he's like a good version of vandal yeah savage. precisely and mm-hmm. and for those who don't know vandal savage was a caveman who somehow became immortal and was not terribly endowed with any special powers it's just he has 
the power of forethought. Like he's he has the power of, yeah. of knowledge yeah. that he's mm-hmm. been through so many periods in history and he becomes a supervillain because he thinks that he knows better. Um, because he's, he's seen it all, yeah. Because he's seen it all, um, and uh, then decides that the way to do that is through being a despot. Anyway, I had like a- also the the main antagonist of the first season of Legends of Tomorrow. Oh, really? Oh. Vandal mm-hmm. Savage, interesting. Huh. I mean, I like I I haven't watched any of that CW bullshit, but I, it's- <laughs> Legends is fun. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I Seth, Seth, you also called the Jesus part, too. Uh, you you called that part in five minutes in, and then 15 minutes in, you're like, oh, fuck, he's going to be Jesus. I mean, you guys were describing the movie to me, and I called both I of those yeah. things. So, like, in hindsight, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it's very obvious. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's, I think it's a little better done in the movie itself, because it it's a little more subtle. This movie sounds really stupid and corny, but it's it does. actually like, pretty I don't know, good. It sounds like it's pretty a, fun. It sounds like a solid yeah, watch. It, it's, it's not bad. You know, it is. It's worth it's worth worth an hour and a half of yeah, just yeah. you know and and tony todd is great in it so like tony once todd is once great. once josie and the pussycats isn't on hbo anymore i'll definitely watch <laughs> yeah, it yeah because once, until then i'm just gonna watch that again? over and over yeah. and over again yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right should we get into ratings yeah let's do the thing okay so the imdb rating i recall it being quite high <laughs> it is quite high uh with uh 168,843 votes is a... That's a lot That of is votes. so many votes for a movie that cost $200,000. Indeed. Uh, <laughs> it is a 7.9. Woo! Wow. It's My high. It's high on butt. the list. It's a real James Blunt. Yeah, it really is. Sure enough. So beautiful. Sure enough. <laughs> So fucking high. So fucking high. <laughs> I was in the special forces of Scotland. I killed so many men and there. Did he really kill a bunch wow. of people? Oh, yeah. No, he was special forces. I knew it was special forces. Just because you're in the special forces doesn't mean you've killed people. I think people, at though. one point he talked about his kill count, and it was surprisingly Ooh. high. More than zero. Yeah. yeah. Mine is bagel. <laughs> straight up up bagel Uh, and bagel bites are still a zero mm -hmm. yeah but i mean with them you can have pizza anytime or whatever Uh, that's why they're the superior version of both foods seth how do you how do you feel about all these movies okay Uh, i'll I'll go first then (laughs) um all right so i'm gonna do the man from earth first Mm -hmm. uh the original Mm -hmm. okay thank you (laughs) the original uh, not Lee's version. Uh, the original. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. it's surprisingly good. Like yeah. I again, I came into it being pretty annoyed. Yeah. Um, I I thought that I was gonna hate it, and I hate most movies that have religious allegory. But this is the one version of Christianity that I have respect for. On on so paper, this is a this, better. On paper, this, this movie is, looks like shit. It, it does. Terrible. On paper, it looks so, like shit. Lee? Yeah. Of, the two, of the two movies we've done for the show that are academics and religion, uh, between this and Altered States, uh, which is better? I don't remember Altered States. Oh, it's, I do remember that. William I like this. turns into a lava monster? I like this way oh, more yeah. than Altered States. Oh, 100%, yeah. This is so much better than Altered States. Yeah. I can't even begin <laughs> to describe but Ken Russell directed <laughs> Altered States. Yeah, but I mean... also there was a lava monster, and he like went insane because of peyote or whatever. Yeah, yeah. 
I don't remember. No, who who among us hasn't? <laughs> uh, true facts. <laughs> Me, I've never, I've never done peyote. I taken peyote. Interesting. Um. Anyway, this is a decent movie. Zach was silent during that. Yeah. Well. I, oh, I definitely <laughs> haven't. I famously can't hang with drugs. Uh, it's not my thing. <laughs> I want. You I want to do drugs, but I'm very bad so, at doing drugs. <laughs> you are so tailor made to be a dad. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah that, that. I just. Dad I'm, I'm standing in my flip flops in the fucking garage, just spinning around like. Ah, weed. <laughs> That's my life. That's Seth was gonna say enough. Right. So <laughs> this movie is is pretty good. I I actually enjoyed it, and um, it was introspective. It was slow, and I don't usually like bottle movies. Yep. It has no set pieces. It has nothing terribly interesting. It's just conversations. Yep. Um, but not like my dinner with Andre because there's no food, but. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I think that this might get an eight. Okay, that's wow. pretty good. It's pretty good. It's short. It's it's uh, consumable. Like it's it's pretty good. Is the parts of like it a bagel bite? It's much like a bagel bite. <laughs> short and consumable. <laughs> yeah. Um. So Lee, with your uh, with your. Tony Todd driven space racism slash the <laughs> dis like the desperate humanity being trash garbage. All that. Yep. I a meditation on colonization. Yeah, it's a meditation on colonization. That's sure, a good way to sure. put it, of course, because you created it, so you came up with the tagline. Um <laughs> Oh fuck, but we can't put it on the poster because then people won't come. Yeah. <laughs> it is kind of a bummer. Yep. So we have to say I don't know into the expanse or whatever. Um, yeah. I really like this 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 like cycles of of development for societies and this this history of violence. But the, and and but the the like juxtaposition against the alien like that is exactly the same thing. That was really. It's not fun. None of it is fun, but it's good and it's poignant and it's important. Yeah. yeah. Um. And I really like Tony Todd as your lead. Oh, always, yeah. Um, I'm gonna also give you. I'm gonna give you an eight point two. Hey, I like. I, I like it a lot. Thank I think you, it. Need, I think it's. It's. I think that we're at that point, much like the mid seventies, where we need a bunch of depressing, depressing, like, um, um, very, very, like conscious films think, like think because pieces. because we as a society are depressed and need to think about these things to make changes yeah well we we the three of us have talked about this before a it's lot poignant. and it seems like horror is where that's happening now. i agree yeah. i think that is absolutely where it is currently happening i and maybe maybe some of those directors will want to move into other genres and, and unfortunately because that's what horror is uh, to hollywood they'll have to move into genre and not just yeah. mm -hmm. generalized movies but yeah um, yeah yeah i mean maybe, I could... maybe horror will be the thing that like the the new hollywood uh fucking dra uh, drama like personal gritty human stories of the 70s were yeah right sure um yeah i mean yeah interesting I think I think that you could sort of pivot 
like a horror direction sort of thing into something like this like a like space a... horror feels like it should be mm. we all love event horizon <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. But oh, yeah. space horror deserves more than event horizon <laughs> yes like, exactly Man. like i know the alien is truly the one of the best sci-fi and horror movies of all time but like that was 1979 like i think i think different need different more types. poignant yeah. and more more like meaningful horror instead of (laughs) instead of just like the uncomfortableness of isolation otherness or or uh uh, exploration i think we need horror sci-fi horror that is based on more 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 rooted i suppose sci-fi horror that is built around the human experience the current human experience but like it doesn't make sense because it's sci-fi but it does sure we're the ones experiencing mm-hmm. it. Yeah. You get an 8.5. Hey. hey. Oh. Now, how do you feel about Carl Sagan? For because I can too. say billions and billions if it'll get me another 10. I mean. <laughs> the billions but will you, and billions. Will you ascribe yourself on a golden plate naked and send it to do me? Do you really think I wouldn't? All right. You get an 8.6. I'm an only child. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah. Seth, these these Yay. spreadsheets don't write themselves. I mean, <laughs> I have to keep scratching it out and writing it back in. God damn it! Much like the golden plate that now has Lee's dong on it. Oh, I wish that that golden plate has whale songs and just a big old picture of Lee's dick. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, a sensibly sized picture. Oh. I, I prefer an exaggerated one if it were, you know, we're sending it to I'm space. Nothing, I, mean, I don't, Zach, I'm nothing if not modest. Yeah, I don't, I don't want the aliens to dis- be disappointed when they land. Oh, uh, that's true. <laughs> they, they land and Lee is there to greet them. And they go, oh, oh really? Uh. Hmm. No, I want them to land and be like, we respect your honesty. <laughs> See, that's they, what I'm thinking. They too. land and they go, oh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Look at you. Look at you, little weird, weird ape apes that ape descended. Uh, yeah. Hairless ape descended half monkeys. Yeah. <laughs> so, Zach, oh, how do you feel about this movie? Oh, I love it. Um, everybody gets a nine. That's what it is. Uh, just nines all across. Oh, uh, yep. Just all across. Uh, talk about it? Lee. This movie is fucking amazing. I think you would. S- definitely like watching it you should watch it it's on prime i looked yeah, it up yeah. oh, um, it? Huh. And also it, it is such a weird story so again it was made for two hundred thousand dollars and the guy it got torrented a bunch and the guy was one of the early torrent people that was just like hey fucking do that good get it out in the world love it yeah i want people to yeah, see yeah. it which is super fun mm-hmm. um you're i wouldn't have spent the money if i couldn't have spent right, the money yeah, like yeah, exactly yeah um yeah, it's a fucking weird movie. Like we don't do this kind of movie often, and it's yeah, really fun. it's pretty yeah. pretty small. Yeah, uh, Lee, your thing again, super good. Uh, all the things, <laughs> lovely, uh, introspective. I mean, it's much like the real movie. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah. I feel like there were a lot of good parallels. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, nines. Everybody gets nines. Yep, nines all around. Hey, that's, yeah. <laughs> what a great, what a grand, what a grand experience. <laughs> um, so I was, I did want to, uh, I think we're going a little long, so I don't think we should, we should talk about it on main app. I, don't know um, I did have a, an idea. Go long. I figured, 
no no so it's i want to really i want us to really really work this one out together um i want to have some time to talk about this idea i i wanted since i had such a bummer to bring something a little more fun to the table and i'll just leave this teaser out here and we will record a mini where you help me brainstorm this idea Are we gonna do that i do have an idea for what maybe okay, if we'll we see. want uh i do have an idea for a video game uh that i think would be really oh, fun yeah. uh it's called um it's 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 a it's a uh, stepdad life simulator, not stepdad, a divorced dad uh, weekend simulator, and oh it is a a oh roguelike. It's a roguelike, uh, yeah, oh. procedurally generated uh, game about uh, what it's a divorced dad uh, taking care of his kids on the weekends. We will develop it further in a mini episode. Uh, I just wanted to say that because we needed a little more funny in this Wait, episode. That sounds <laughs> awesome. That, I am super excited. For that, that is so real to my real life. I just I know that's why yeah, I need I, you I, on I got the, the creative team, buddy. For at least a week, but uh-huh. fuck me, that is something. There, that's got legs. Yeah, <laughs> definitely has legs. <laughs> Woo. Yeah. So, Zach, why don't you tell us about next time? I couldn't fucking imagine what I'm doing next time. You guys tell me. What are we doing? <laughs> well, what were you supposed to do? I there's I'm on the midnight train, but not really. So <laughs> it's me <laughs> doing. Uh, well, it got it got derailed on the way to Georgia. Yeah, so, so Seth will fill you in on so that. So Zach, cars on the table. I don't think we can keep up the goof anymore. Like. We're so tired. Oh. Tell tell me another John Carpenter movie. I'm ready for it. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, none it's, of that. It's like, it's, I think that Ghosts of Mars pretty well broke us from that. Yeah. So like, we thought it'd be funny to make you do four movies with Midnight in it, and to break in the middle with two movies with ghosts. Yeah. And no, shit I had a title, I had a great or Mars time Mars. That. It was super fun. Yeah. And then like we kind of realized that. That's only four episodes, but that's four months. Long <laughs> like time. that's true. That's true. Yeah, right. Like, I can't wait for the quarter of the year that is about to drop on me. I no, no, it's, it's actually choice. not bad at all. <laughs> you got a choice. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, well, go on. So, so Zach, we're gonna give you three options for your next movie, and you this, hopefully this one is of them unprecedented. works. Okay. And you get to choose which of these three titles you would prefer. Oh boy. Okay. Okay. Uh Lee, do you have do you have the list? Uh yeah, it's um it's Strange Brew. Okay. War of the Roses. Ooh. I And there's a third one that I can't remember off the top <laughs> of my head. Wow, guys, great prep. Great prep. <laughs> Uh, on, Tango and Cash. It. Tango and Cash. Oh, I know that one. That's okay. A never mind. That. So you, your options are Strange Brew or The War of the Roses. I want to say The War of the Roses is uh well. Uh, what do you think? What do you think The War of the Roses is right now? It's yeah, the well, sequel is... to the other one that is like a weird fantasy something or other. No, you are thinking of the Jewel of the Nile. Oh, yeah, you're thinking of right, Jewel right, of the right. Nile and uh, uh, what a romancing the stone. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, okay. Right, right, so well, it's not that. No. Well, um, let me throw it back at you guys then between that and the first one. What do you guys want to I mean, I watch? remember enjoying War of the Roses and I think I still do enjoy Strange Brew. It's been a while, but Okay. Lee? I feel like War of the Roses is more of a movie. 
<laughs> Wait, yeah, what? you might be right. Is, you might be is right. That, is that the metric we're going with? Yeah, it is a movie. <laughs> you might be correct here. That might be more yeah. of a movie. Oh, let's be honest. No. Oh no. So you're here to hear first, folks. Zach is doing the War of the Roses. Noted. Noted. All right. So episode one six one will be War of the Roses. Yeah. Wow.